Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. <laughs> I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe college for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? If I can't do my interpretive dance, I don't want to dance at all. I'll just sit here. Number 67 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this alcoholic (laughs) old film. Sorry, but it's true. Uh, Content warning? Um... Abuse, domestic abuse forms in several forms. Yeah, um, like verbal abuse. Yeah, emotional abuse. Yeah, felt and, like and um, like substance abuse and addiction. Yeah, as well. All right, uh, Liana. <laughs> 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 Did you know anything about Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No. Okay, my theater degree is a sham. <laughs> Well, let's do our predictions. Did you know about it? Let's listen to my prediction. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. I'm about to watch Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I have absolutely, literally no idea (laughs) what's going to happen in this thing. I know it's a play originally because I've seen posters for it, but I've never gotten around to looking it up. Mm. Uh, I did a, a report, a paper on Virginia Woolf my senior year of high school oh, no. and it was not really one of the worst things I've ever I, submitted in my academic career her life was just not her life mm-hmm. I mean but what I had to study was so so boring that I could barely regurgitate it onto the page <laughs> mm. except for a room of one's own thank you for that Virginia Slight. Anyway, uh, this is from the mid-60s, so maybe it'll be really weird and have some psychedelic features. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. Sienna, here is my prediction. Okay, Who's great. afraid of Virginia Woolf? 
Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> and the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I actually have never known who Virginia Woolf is, and I've always been too afraid to ask. <laughs> if I had to guess, which of course I do, as that is the nature of this segment of the podcast, I'm going to say... Victorian era... Okay. Murder mystery. Oh, wow. Perhaps sort of Murder on the Orient Express vibes. They oh all my. did it. Oops, sorry. Spoiler alert for Murder on the Orient <laughs> I really hope it's, like, fun. Yeah. I just need that right now. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I was sort of picturing the same sort of thing. What were we thinking because virginia wolf because we thought virginia wolf would be relevant even a little bit she was sort of a spooky lady but i didn't know anything about virginia wolf maybe subconsciously i did yeah you can imagine the era sort of she's from yeah i don't know what crime murder mystery era yeah Mm -hmm. it seems that you know yeah literally all i know is a room of one's own i hated i hated the report i did on her so much i'm so sorry i hated it it's so tough when like you doing badly on an academic assignment about something makes you like hate that thing. Yeah. But it does happen. That's very real. Well, worry not. Virginia Woolf did, it was only a name in this movie. Ugh. In fact, I'm not really sure what they chose to call it, this, but <laughs> it is snappy, I guess. It's something. Sienna. Yes. Would you please um, write us a summary, a synopsis of the play turned film who's afraid of virginia wolf indeed who's afraid of virginia wolf 1966 martha played by elizabeth taylor and george played by richard burton who i'd never heard of are a married couple who seem to absolutely despise each other constantly playing emotional games to hurt the other person Importantly, George is a history professor at the university, and Martha is the daughter of the president of the university. Okay. Over the course of one fateful night, they invite a promising young professor and his puking wife over for an evening of oversharing, dirty dancing, psychological warfare, and 10,000 alcoholic beverages. (laughs) Once dawn rolls around... We've learned just how committed George and Martha are to playing games. Mm. The end. Nice. That was great. Thank you. It was really clean. Thank you. Okay, well, Liana, do you have historical context for this film before we talk about it? I do. It seems, uh, seems big in the theater world. Seems. Seems. <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen so many posters for it, but I've never heard anyone talk about it and i'm curious where are you seeing these posters just around town theaters theaters yeah you spend a lot of time on the broadway <laughs> yeah the Great when, White I'm, when i'm walking down broadway <laughs> i've seen them look on my left posters. and on my right i look up at the, the stars yeah. yeah yeah okay welcome to the historical context for who's afraid of virginia wolf the 1966 film based on the 1962 play in the film as we no, from Sienna's gorgeous synopsis, Elizabeth Taylor plays Martha and Richard Burton plays George. Do you know anything about Richard Burton now? No. They were married in real life. What? They were a huge power couple in Hollywood and globally. Oh. They were so famous. I didn't know about them. It was crazy. They made 11 films together. 
He was the Antony to her Cleopatra. No way. Yeah. I think that's the first film that they worked together on. Yes, because oh, I have this upsetting quote from Vanity Fair. Cleopatra was filmed in 1963, three years before Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And this quote from Vanity Fair is about <laughs> their first um, time shooting Cleopatra together. Somebody commented, in their first deep kiss in Cleopatra's boudoir, Burton found himself caught up, almost drugged in her presence. They repeated the scene several times, <laughs> their kiss lasting longer with each take. <laughs> Finally, director Joseph Mankiewicz shouted, print it! But the scene continued. Would you two mind if I said cut? He asked again. <laughs> and then, does it interest you that it is time for lunch? <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. And I support that 100%. I kind of love it. They're like, I, we're not done kissing. I'm obsessed with, does it interest you that it is time for lunch? <laughs> it interests me. Elizabeth and Richard were married from 1964 to 1974, and then again from 1975 to 1976. Wait, that's very soon. After. They had a very tumultuous relationship. I think maybe not unlike what we saw on screen. Wow. Where just so much power and so much money and so much fame and so much drama because they're both very dramatic people mm -hmm. and you know a lot of jealousy a lot of deception all of all of those classic things who's afraid of virginia wolf 1966 was directed by do you know no mike nichols who did the graduate that's the one I was gonna guess. Oh my god! And because of the spinny cameras and stuff and like that, it was so too close. <laughs> it was far too close on everyone's face. Liz gained thirty pounds for the role. I was wondering about that, and she was meant to be playing somebody in her like forties or fifties. Yeah, she was thirty-three in this movie. She's a great actress. She's a great actress. They caked her in makeup, but it's also so frustrated that they were like, "Yeah, thirty-three-year-old woman looks yeah. fifty. To totally us. right. Sure." <laughs> Okay, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, the 1962 play, written by Edward Albee. He was gay. It was his first length play. It was his first full length play. So for it to like pop off in the way that it did was kind of like, oh, whoa. Wow. In the play, the scenes take place entirely in Martha and George's home. But other than that, the play and the movie are not that far apart from one another. Most, a lot of the dialogue is quite similar, which is very surprising because when the play came out, Everybody was like, this is incredible. I love it so much. But a lot of people were like, the language is the most offensive thing I've ever heard. I, it, a lot of stuff surprised me. It was me. pretty crazy. And the play was denied the Pulitzer Prize because they didn't want to give it to a, quote, dirty play. Oh, my gosh. That's how controversial the language and the subject matter were. Like plow? <laughs> like, screw you and uh, hump the hostess. Yeah. That was wild. Plow his wife? I know. Anyway, the play and the movie are not that dissimilar, though, including this language. A lot of it was brought from the play into the movie because this was right at the time that the codes were really dissipating and losing mm -hmm. their power in Hollywood. And the MPAA was like, all right, fine. Okay, fine. Say hump. <laughs> Say it. There's a lot of social commentary in the play about the national illusion of prosperity, but an undercurrent of tension. Some people have speculated that George and Martha are named after George and Martha Washington. <laughs> That's... Which is not really no. like a read. <laughs> it doesn't really make me laugh. 
apparently, oh, annoying, Sigmund Freud and his book The Future of an Illusion was a big reference for Albie when writing the play, as was the like child tune Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf or the yeah. Disney tune. Christopher Bigsby said about the play, it, quote, attacks the false optimism and myopic confidence of modern society. And somebody else said, somebody else, great, great history research here. (laughs) It's about, quote, avoiding the realities of their inadequacy by taking refuge in illusion, which we're going to have to talk about with this stupid play (laughs) later. But those are some sort of themes in the play and in the film. All this talk about illusion versus truth, truth and illusion, they kept saying in the movie and they say a lot in the play. Oh, yeah. Going back to (laughs) this play had a lot of social commentary, this national illusion of prosperity, but the undercurrent of tension. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, (laughs) hello. Was going on right when this play came out. So from the 16th to the 29th of October, 1962, there was this confrontation between the U.S. and the USSR, which some of us may know about through the X-Men films, mainly. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what it was, was the U.S. had ballistic missiles in Italy and Turkey, and the USSR wanted to put some in Cuba because they perceived those U.S. missiles being close to them as very threatening. So they were like, all right, well, let's toss some over there, I guess. The U.S. then did a naval, quote unquote, quarantine of Cuba, which was different from a blockade because a blockade is legally considered an act of war. So they were like, we're not blockading you. We're just like quarantining here. We're Mm. just like really around. Ultimately, Kennedy and Khrushchev negotiated and decided, settled upon the agreement that the USSR would dismantle the weapons they'd placed in Cuba in exchange for the U.S. promising to not invade Cuba again. And uh, and the Cuban Missile Crisis led to the establishment of the Moscow-Washington hotline. So in the the White House, in the Oval Office, there's Uh that hotline between Moscow and Washington because they were like, ah, these these lead world powers should communicate and be able to Uh, very quickly if need be. Dimitri. Yes. Dimitri. Slay. Slay. Virginia Woolf herself, a real woman. I was not sure before the movie. I was, that's where I was too afraid to ask because I I knew that Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was a fictional play. Right. I couldn't remember. Anyway, Virginia Woolf, real, famously real woman, lived from 1882 to 1941. She was an English writer. Some of her most famous works were A Room of One's Own and Mrs. Dalloway. She was a perhaps lesbian. Hey. Love. Um, but she did suffer from significant mental health issues, which started at a very young age, following the deaths of her father and her oldest brother. And Virginia Woolf died by suicide in 1941, which was a very tragic, tragic life. Edward Albee claims that the title of the play has nothing to do with the actual woman. It was merely something he saw once, a phrase scrawled on the wall of a Greenwich Village restroom. I believe that. And that is the end of the historical context for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? It's just a funny pun. Is it a woman or is it a funny pun? Oh. Illusion? That's like such Reality? a film bro. That's like how men think of women. <laughs> That's how the show on Saturday felt. Is it a woman or is it just all or in my I mind? Keep talking, actually. <laughs> no, I'm a woman. I, I think I have something to. No, no, sh- 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 no she's an illusion. You're an illusion. <laughs> it's very beautiful, very magical. Her. Sorry, everyone. We have to take an ad break. Or do we? <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> we do. We do have. We, do. we will be right back. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. 
My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. <laughs> um, gosh, Liana. Oh. Before we get to phone notes, how did you feel about this movie? Where are you at? I, by the end of it, was literally scratching my head. <laughs> I was so confused. And I, I noticed that I was frowning. <laughs> you felt your face and kind I was of... Like, oh. I was kind of squinting at the screen and just frowning at yeah. it. And I wasn't upset necessarily. Yeah. I was more just like, huh? Mm-hmm. How about you? I think I felt similarly mm. where there was a lot that I, I did not, not enjoy. Uh, they were very professional actors. Sure. They and were so acting. It was engaging in that way. Mm-hmm. The actual viewing experience, I, I suppose I was enjoying <laughs> the way that I'd enjoy a play, which yes. is, this is fun, and I am so confused. Mm-hmm. At times, I thought I was getting it. Mm-hmm. By the end, I thought, I don't get it. Yes. And just now, as you read out the themes, I've confirmed I did not get it. Because <laughs> I did not I get, did not get any of that. I still don't think I understand. Illusion. But let's try to piece it together. Let's do it. Okay. Now it's for our segment, Phone Notes, where we look at the notes that we took on our phones while watching the movie. Sienna, you've written, I want to go to a dinner party so bad. What makes you call this a dinner party? Because you called it one and the internet called it a dinner party too. Uh, They had a dinner party before they went to their house. Oh, really? Yeah. That's where they were coming from at the beginning is a dinner party at Martha's dad's house. What? Yeah. I thought they were coming from a church service. It, it looked like a church. It looked like a church. It looked like Good. a little schoolhouse. Yes. From oh, the prairie was, days. Yeah. Where was this? I don't know. Stupid. But um, you want to go were, to a dinner party? I want to go to a dinner party so bad. How many? What? Okay. What's your What's your dream setup for a dinner party? Because I've been to a couple this year and I've flopped at both of them <laughs> by arriving at the wrong time to both. And again, I apologize <laughs> for being an hour early to one and an hour late to the other. I'm so sorry. A, a cozy, beautiful environment. Mm-hmm. And... I'd say about 10 people is probably a good number. Good number. That is a good number. I don't know what kind of food even would be at a dinner party. I can only dream. And that would be a nice occasion to have like some wine, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not Pass big into drinking, around. which we're going to have to talk about, but I'm not big into drinking just like for the fun of it regularly, unless there's like a nice occasion to go to it. I think that's how a lot of people feel. And it would be wonderful to have an occasion where I'm like, 
Top yes. me off. Yes. I'll have some more wine and continue talking to these people who, oh, some of them I just met, but a lot of them I, I know. Yeah, and- yeah. I I don't have a yearning for a dinner party. I have a yearning for a salon. Ah. But I think it'd be so fun. I think it is very similar. It's just kind of like the seating arrangement is slightly different. Oh, yeah. But I need to be that, food. The vibes, I think, are quite, quite similar. <laughs> As you said, they fight almost exclusively about verifiable facts. This is kind of the thing about like... He's in the math department. Plays. And for some reason, I forgive plays more than movies. And this felt a lot like a play. So that's this why... It really felt like a play. Right? Mm-hmm. So you could forgive some of the like... For example, when it was confusing... Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I think it's trying to be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so I can kind of forgive that instead of it being stupid fucking art. It is weird about plays because you'll watch people have a conversation in front of you and it makes no sense. No sense. Someone can just say like, oh, you you never put ice in my drink. And he's like, I always put ice in your drink. And she's like, you never put ice in my drink. And that, that kind of an argument. I mean, that's not really somebody there is lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody there is wrong. It's not, you're not discussing, you know, it's not a disagreement. Right. Right. It's not about morals or ideals. Right. You're never going to come to terms with it. You know, you're not going to conclude this argument because you're both, one of you's wrong. This movie was not a stunning portrait of marriage, I will say. Oh, (laughs) I don't think it was trying to be. I didn't leave it being like, ooh, let me get down the aisle. (laughs) Let me get down there. I want to get down there. Liana, you said, I wish someone would straddle me while I was sulking. This was early on. <laughs> this was minutes in. They, nobody had arrived in the home except for them. He, they was upstairs on the bed. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, <laughs> I'm so tired. I don't want to see people. Which mood. Yeah. Eternally. And I've been in that mood and on my couch. And so to have somebody then come and straddle you and be like, no, come on. Like, it'll be fun. Before she then continues insulting him. Right. That brief little sliver of a moment, I would love. <laughs> I loved when she was like, give me a big sloppy kiss. Yeah, I didn't love that. You didn't? <laughs> I don't want it to be sloppy. <laughs> I don't actually know if I want a kiss to be big. <laughs> I don't want an appropriately sized kiss. <laughs> if you kiss me and it is big. That is inappropriate. That was too big. That's too that hard. kiss was too big. That was a huge kiss. <laughs> you said... Big, just in black and white energy. Yeah. I just don't like Michael Mike Nichols' directing style. It's not for me. Uh-huh. A, I don't think cameras were quite good enough to do what he was trying to do at the time, because <laughs> there were shots where everyone ooh. was in focus, and you were like, ooh, <laughs> no, actually, no. The, the, the very last shot, he zooms in sort of on nothing at all. I was so mad at that shot. I was like, really? I thought it was going to be a zoom in on like a child's gravestone or something yeah, to explain yeah. everything. But instead, it was really nothing. It was just a tree. <laughs> I mean, it I wasn't. Just, it always felt like he was kind of missing <laughs> with the camera. It's like, is that really what you meant to do? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he'd get like some of a woman's face and like somebody's knuckle in it as well. And you're like, huh? That'd be really funny if it was supposed to be a shot of a child's grave at the end. <laughs> but instead they missed and he was like, perfect. Print it. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> That's better. Does anyone care to know that it is lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Sienna, you've said a whole speech about a kid freaking saying the word totally freaking wrong. Yeah. So before we find out that this is later a bigger thing, mm-hmm. The boys are like out giggling on the lawn. And I loved that for them. I kind of thought you might. <laughs> I was watching that. I was like, I feel like Leona might not hate this ah! dynamic here. Yeah. They were like being drunk. 
Yeah. And uh You're just gossiping on gossiping. <laughs> and um George, the older professor, is just being crazy, talking about stories. He's like, I'm gonna tell you a story about my youth. Yeah. There was a boy who later turned out to be him. Who like killed his parents, or was but then, he? or was he? We don't know. He's like, yeah, and forget about him killing his parents. There was this one day though that this kid fucking messed up at saying a fucking word in the middle of a bar, oh. and everybody was like, "You are so stupid, ha ha!" And we all laughed and laughed and laughed at that stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb kid who said "bergen" instead of "bourbon" like a freaking idiot. Yeah, and we said, "Ha ha 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 ha." Uh huh. And I thought that was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> That was the whole speech was like, this kid was so stupid. And then everybody laughed at it for hours. The boys have their giggle out on the lawn. Oh, yeah. But then they get in a fight because yeah. the young boy's like, I'm going to fuck your wife. Yeah. And he's like, you should. You should. I want you and to. He's like, do you actually? And he's like, well, no. But it, seems, but it seems like you actually did come here to, to bang my wife. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you're being crazy. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And so they're like, we're going to go. And then he says, okay, I'm going to get the car. And then it turns out all four of them are yeah, in the car like, together. Well, I'll drive you. And that took me by surprise. I really thought it was going to be the end of the evening. <laughs> there were so many times in this movie where I thought it was ending. And it just kept going. And the stupid thing with plays is they can end at any yeah. time. Because you don't really have to resolve anything. Yeah. It's like a glimpse of life, whatever. For me, I'm often grateful that they keep going. Because I'm like, oh, phew, okay. So I don't have to... It's not this confusing. It's not going to end on this confusing note. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were grateful each time it continued? Yes. Because I'm like, I will be so confused if it ends right now. And by the time I it ended, I was confused. But at least they had said some things literally out loud. They did say some things literally out loud right at the very end. But like before like, that, no. Before that, they had to go in the car... And she had to say the word Bergen again. And he <laughs> screeched the car to a halt. And I was like, what is happening? Because that's when we realize that he that story is bigger than just the along? one he said. Or it's Bergen is like a, a different, is Bergen their son? Like, I don't, ugh, I just don't fucking understand. And they see a sign that says dancing. Dancing. And pukey little wife is like, I want to dance, bitch. <laughs> You'd be so fun as pukey little wife. And you've said, dance like the wind, queen. Yeah. What do you think of Slim Hips, the, the pukey little wife, a.k.a. Honey? Um, I thought she was a great actress mm -hmm. because she was doing her weird little thing the whole time. She had to like laugh and cry and like be like a big yeah. baby. Yeah. It's a hard role because she didn't feel like a real human woman. Yeah. At all. But in plays. Yeah. <laughs> Plays. Plays. I was thinking. Know. I was thinking a lot about the word hysterical because they said that she had a hysterical pregnancy, and yeah. I was like, okay, phantom that pregnancy. That was rude. So sexist. Phantom pregnancy or yeah. something. Um, there might be more than that, but uh, the phantom of the pregnancy <laughs> is here. <laughs> yeah, please don't call Inside women hysterical, but you womb. can associate us with the Phantom of the Opera anytime you want. That's true. <laughs> For me, that's true. Um. But I just do forget that, like, they really, they they really were using the word hysterical and mm. um, writing women as hysterical for like until like ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, tops. Yeah, tops. Because <laughs> there are a few times where I'm like, oh, this isn't ironic. You just, <laughs> yeah. I felt that sometimes with Elizabeth Taylor's character as well mm -hmm. because there was one line she was like, "I don't bray while braying," and. I was like, oh, they definitely wrote this woman to just be like annoying and a <laughs> yeah. hag. She's a and mean she hag. she's playing that. She's doing that well. Yeah. But there's not any 
I don't know. It just yeah. didn't. It didn't. It, it, no, it, it felt hateful. The drama was <laughs> like the drama was like this young man is going to bang a hag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how much he He'll wants do anything. He wants his job. He'll bang a damn hag. <laughs> well, I mean, honey, we have to go to this after party because I have to bang a hag. <laughs> if you, if we ever want me to be president of a university, there were some things I loved though. I loved that. Um, that pukey wife was like, I do not want a baby. It was like, okay, have desires. But then at the very end, she was like, I want a <laughs> yeah. child. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell? Illusion, truth versus illusion. I What's true? What's illusion? Oh. And then I loved that um, Elizabeth Taylor and the guy were going to bang, that they were both like, yeah. And then when they were grinding and they were crotch that to crotch, crazy. they were rubbing crotches that seemed illegal for the time it's one of the most intimate scenes we've seen i didn't know people knew how knew to do that it was like heavy gr- like it taught me things <laughs> i was like okay taking notes it was so- <laughs> a new segment taking notes <laughs> it was something you'd see at the club today yeah right now it was right now somewhere in the world is doing that <laughs> it somewhere was crazy in- someone somewhere in the world is doing that right now i i was shocked and then Later, it was so inappropriate. They go back home and like they weren't even like subtly theatrically banging. Like everybody was like, "Yeah, they're having sex upstairs." But did they? Yes, but he couldn't get it up. So did they have sex? Well, I don't think so. But so you know. no. But sort of. But not really. Right. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the play. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> if you can't put thing and hole together, then is it not the whole thing? Great. I mean, how many shots do you think that she actually herself had? Oh my had? gosh. If you counted like how many shots each person in this film took, they legally should be dead. Absolutely. I mean, medically. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I would say at least three or four before the couple even arrives. Oh yeah. At least three. Then once they're there, well, she's upstairs for a long time, so she's not really drinking for a lot of that scene. But then she comes back down. We, I, you know, we ten? count it. Yeah, I was thinking at least thirty by the time she gets to the to for the her. End. Yeah. This is how I don't understand how you don't die. Yeah, I, I guess you don't. But I mean, I don't think they were being. I think it was fictional. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the pores were hefty. But dang. They were driving. Oh they my were gosh. Dancing. They were going up and down stairs. The fact that they were not all lying down was just incomprehensible. Did you marry for money? Well, we haven't yet, so we need to take an ad break. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Is now the time that we try to understand the ending? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So So they went back, they had their dance, they for a while went to a bar, they were going to take these guys home, and then they turned around because... Because Elizabeth Taylor got mad at her husband. She and Richard have another fight in the parking lot. Oh, right. Because she's like, I am going to have sex with this young I, man. I, I'm going to, he's going to plow me. Yeah. I'm, we're going to go plow. And so they went back and uh, the, the George walks back. And then so, so suddenly everybody's back in the home mm-hmm. and the other guys go and do it upstairs or at least try and yep. then come down. And she's like, you couldn't he's do left. me. Yeah. And during that time, during that time, <laughs> Pukey wife and George are talking and George is like, I know what I'll do. Yes. Yes. Someone, because Pukey wife was like, someone rang, someone rang. Because he kicked the door open and hit all their bells on the wall. Oh, that's. they made bell sounds. What happened? That's what happened. I was so confused about that. I, I saw that and I was still confused. Okay. So I was like, when did somebody deliver a telegram? I know. I thought it was off screen. But it was a metaphor. The ringing, the ringing. And so, okay, so then they play this, the final game of the night. Yes. Which is get the guests. Oh, yeah. Which is the... No, 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 that, they play that in the bar. The final oh, game. Oh, you're is, right. What is it? Bringing home baby? Oh, yeah. Bringing up baby. Bringing up baby. <laughs> anyway. It's comp? So then uh, they're like, we're going to tell a final little thing. And this game is that we explain to you about our son. <laughs> the, the classic game, we tell you about <laughs> our son. We're going to overshare it you at 5 a.m. Yeah. We're and a trauma dump on you at dawn. And <laughs> trauma dump at dawn. <laughs> a dump at dawn. Final game of the night. A dump at dawn. We're 30 shots deep. And it's time we all dump. So then Elizabeth Taylor starts giving a long monologue about how much she loved their golden haired child. Uh-huh. And in the background, George keeps saying like Latin. He's off screen saying like one word at a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She'll be like, he was such a beautiful boy with such golden hair. And he's like, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Just like, what? Beautiful green eyes, blue, brown. <laughs> <laughs> And then he starts reading what, like the last rites? I don't know. In Latin, he's out of a book. And for some reason, I was like waiting for him to stop saying Latin before I'd listen harder. I was like, okay, he needs to shut up. So I'm just gonna like tone all, tune all this out. You, me, and Honey were in the same boat because she was also like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to listen. Stop. That's doing really what you're annoying. Doing. That's really he's annoying. Like, In nomine patrus patrus. <laughs> And that whole Elizabeth Taylor's like, that beautiful boy is the only thing that got me through this marriage. I, every, all this other shit was going on, but I wanted him to be, okay. It's in the background, like, she kept trying to give him a bath. (laughs) (laughs) That's the part, okay. (laughs) Yes. uh, So they also had this thing about 
Elizabeth Taylor like being way too controlling, like, like or like wanting to spend all her time with him, so she made him really freaked out. Mm-hmm. And he would, the son would always be like, "I freaked out my mom. Yeah. My mom keeps trying to give me a bath. Yeah, honey, you freaked out our son. My mom keeps coming in and just like looking at me a lot. <laughs> and then at the end, George is like, "By the way, honey, that son you were talking about, he's dead." Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth Taylor's like, "No, don't do that. Please don't do that." No, and she's talking not. about it as if they're playing like a game. She's like, yeah. you can't just do that, please. Yeah. Why would you do that? And then, and then, and then the, the guests are like, I think I get this. Yeah, and you watching, you're I like, I understand. And I'm like, I don't. Uh, Does anybody want to spell this out for me, please? And then they're like, so you guys could never have kids, could you? And they were like, no, we could never have kids. Oh, but you see why I was squinting and frowning at the screen. By the yeah. End, and literally scratching my head when it, when the credits started to roll. As I was driving to this recording, please, I was reflecting and I was like, okay, so in their fantasy, mm-hmm. 100% their fantasy world, yeah, she barges in uh-huh. on their 16-year-old right. son in the bath. Yeah, their son is like consistently and runs away a lot. Yeah. And she keeps trying to give him a bath. Yeah. I thought they were, I thought he had died very young and they just continued like imagining what his life would have been if mm. he continued living. Right. That's what's confusing, too. They could never conceive, they said. But I, okay, yeah. But that might be an illusion as well. Uh, because he also, we heard that he killed, George killed both his parents. And then he was like, or did I? Yeah, and then at the end. They kind of were like little riddlers. <laughs> or did we? Ooh. Or did I? Answer me. These That's the thing. Three. I liked that as an ending. I just wish that I understood anything at all because then you could be like, ah, yeah. this is what was happening the whole time. And I think that's sort of the power of a play yeah. is that you watch it and you don't understand, but you feel very sort of erudite while it's going on. And right. so by the end of it, you're like, well, we've all had a cultural experience. <laughs> and you get to have your own takeaway from it, uh-huh. you know. Well, Liana. <gasps> It's time for our next segment, Badges and Trages. Yes. When we, of course, give badges for... Booze. For booze. <laughs> and trages for... Teetotalers. Teetotalers. <laughs> because we are taking the stance that is pro-alcohol from Absolutely. this movie. Do that shot, baby. I have a badge for hiding the mess anywhere you can. <laughs> when she's rapid fire cleaning the house before yeah. guest company comes over, I said, yes. <laughs> I have a badge for, you make me puke. (laughs) It's such a funny thing to say to a person, and I love how she says it. A badge for, they can laugh together, I think. (laughs) She and Richard were laughing together at one point on the bed, and I was like, oh, they love each other. Oh, no? Yeah, the two of them as a freakish team. Yeah. Because later on, also, when when they come back from the bar, they're like being really weird together and they kind of sing together for a while. And then everyone's like, are you telling the truth? And they're like, we'll never tell. They really were a couple of sort of circus freaks. Yeah. When they're united front, they were pretty fun. Yeah. Even when they were like harassing Nick, being like, you're not a houseboy, you're a slut. Yeah. Or are you a houseboy? You have to tell us. I think that's what I'm talking about. They were, um, they had a messed up dynamic, but they were together. It was, they were playing off of each other very well. Yeah. Yeah. Badge for, what do you want me to do? Throw up? <laughs> this was when somebody was like yeah. not getting excited enough. And I think that's such a funny, perfect response. When somebody's like, why aren't you feeling better about this? Like, well, okay, what do you want me to do? Just go enthusiasm. <laughs> Throw up about it? Okay. Badge for, though they drank so much, badge for acknowledging hangovers. Because mm. almost in no other movie when they're like drinking a lot, will they talk about like, this is going to affect me later. Yeah, they But were... this one, there are a lot of times where they're like, yeah, and then I woke up the next day with a monster hangover. Do you know what? 
What? Very play. They were very keenly aware of the harm that they were doing, both to themselves and to each other. Yes! Badge for boys on the ground. (laughs) I liked it when the boys were on the ground. I just knew you were going to like that part. (laughs) And I did. I just knew you were. I loved it. Badge for the line, it gets pretty bouncy sometimes. I just kind of liked that as a, he was talking about how life is hard. And he's like, Mm. yeah, it gets pretty bouncy sometimes. And I'm like, bouncy. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Things do get bouncy sometimes. Bounced around. Badge four, Elizabeth really hit her mark to block out a blaring lamp post behind her during one scene. Wow. And I said, queen, empress, <laughs> acting legend. Badge four, pukey wife's dancing. Oh my gosh. When she was dancing like the wind doing an interpretive. God, she looked like a ghost. I was like, you go, girl. You go. I've been there. Absolutely. There was, by the way, nobody else in that bar no, except for them. It was very haunting. And no one was joining in and she was like. Shut up and let me dance. Shut up and let me dance. Badge for turning off the turn signal. Liz goes out. She's so drunk. She starts singing, singing like clink, clink. And the turn signal in the car had been left on since they got home. And it was very, I didn't realize how unsettled I was by it until she turned it off. And I was, I felt myself oh, relax. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Badge for this horny cheater dance. Mm. When the two of them get crazy. This is again, this is when I was like, it is the 60s. It's About the midpoint of the film was when they go to this bar and they're just dancing. And it's and the two who are going to cheat, Elizabeth Taylor and Nick, Nick uh, do just this wild, <laughs> horny dance together before yeah. they start rubbing junk. They're this, like... Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> oh that's the part you're giving a badge for? It made me laugh out loud. I legitimately <laughs> laughed out loud. It was wild. It was so unexpected. My final badge is for a badge for I can't believe how much everyone is saying flop. I was so happy. I was so happy to hear flop being tossed around. They did. They said it a lot. Badge for this drunk acting. Yeah. They all had to be like drunk off their asses and they were killing it, mm-hmm. especially Elizabeth, but also a uh, pukey wife. Great at it. Badge for Elizabeth Taylor's impressions. Her character, for some reason, sometimes just hopped into an impression of some sort like do you remember any of these Even oh she was doing one of like betty davis at the and beginning then she did an irish accent at one point and i yes. said hello she did an irish accent uh at some point she sang some song when she was making fun of the guy for not being able to get it up she just like would jump into these yeah. these impressions sometimes and she fully committed when she did and i loved it she sure did full send uh badge for the acting generally that's what made it so compelling to watch at any time was that these were professional theatrical actors clearly and finally a badge for at least it's openly confusing as we were discussing the way that plays often do i was confused but i felt sort of nurtured and cradled okay trages a trage for cold chicken out of the fridge with the fridge door open Mm. she was eating cold chicken seasoning it with only salt (laughs) the fridge door was left open then she puts the bone back on the plate and closes the door Trage for, though this was my last badge a second ago, um, confusing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duality. It is play. openly confusing, but it was very confusing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trage for, quote, plowing pertinent wives, end quote. I was like, I get it. I get that everybody's leaning into just like being a bad person, but there still is the undercurrent of like misogyny and objectification yeah. of women. And- yeah. Trage for talking over each other slash not answering 
each other's questions and things yes. like they there were just a lot of miscommunications and after a while that like, gets really really frustrating and stressful to watch yeah a trash for this is just very embarrassing for everyone involved <laughs> and that was for the dance scene that they were doing i loved that they were just they were really kind of it was around and it was so hard to watch it was very ugly to me it was ugly mm-hmm. um trash for Pukey wife's dress. I her, don't even remember. It. Her dress was awful. Was it just really ugly? It was really ugly. Mm. It was like a big old sack that just did not, it was not flattering. And I think that might have been on purpose for like the character not being oh, as, yeah. you know, cool as her husband. But um, yeah. it was an awful dress. I hated it. Like it cinched right under her bust. Is it was, that, yeah. Calling that? And yeah. it made her boobs just do the worst things. <laughs> Murder? <laughs> Her boobs did murder. <laughs> That's what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> it was not her fault. Uh, my final trage is, okay, but I still don't know who Virginia Woolf is. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Stanford University. I watched the whole film. You could look this up. Know. I know I could have looked it up, but I knew one day the day would come where I had to watch the play or film, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And I assumed that film would answer my question of, who is Virginia Woolf? <laughs> My final trage is for calling abortion murder. Oh, did they? Because they, she, uh-oh, uh, pukey wife is like, I didn't want a baby. And he's like, oh, I get what you did. It wasn't a phantom pregnancy at all. You did little murders, didn't you? Oh Tell God. me about all your little murders. And I was oh, like, okay, no. all right. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Woke. Strong stance. Dang. Well, Sienna, let us drink along, drink our way into our segment, How to Pretend You've Seen This Film. This is for you or at a dinner party and or salon. Oh. And George is coming up to you and saying, there's something in Latin. And you're like, what? <laughs> He's coming up to you saying, I love history and also if you can believe it biology and also if you can believe it the movie slash play who's afraid of virginia wolf and also i've taken five shots so i am not going to stop talking at Mm -hmm. any time and i've got 25 to go (laughs) the night is young and in order to stop george from uh lecturing lecturing you with facts about this movie here are some things that you can say to pretend that you've seen the film who's afraid of virginia wolf yes george <clears throat> i've seen the film who's afraid of virginia wolf uh, there are many themes in the movie of illusion what is real and that explains a lot about why so much of the movie is so confusing mm. George, yes, I've seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, but I have to say, if you existed, I'd divorce you. (laughs) La la la, I can't hear you, you don't exist. You don't exist. Yes, George, I have seen the film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. One thing that stuck out to me in that movie is how, for all the women in the film, the greatest failure was if they couldn't conceive. Mm. For all the men in the film, the greatest failure is if they were not going to be the leader. In their department oh or field. Oh my god, you are so invited to my salon. <laughs> yes. Yes. George, please stop talking to me. I'd rather please be talking to that man over there who is in fact my husband. And the reason I'd like to be talking to him is because he has a very firm body. <laughs> oh yeah, they talked about his firm body. <laughs> Some moments of this film were very feminist. <laughs> but then they called them hysterical and like body's very firm. Said they were gonna send her to a <laughs> Oh yeah, institution. Yes, 
George, I have seen the film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And if alcohol represented despair and escapism in this movie, then I think all the characters are going to die of despair and escapism poisoning. Ooh, very fun. George, I just heard the doorbell ring, and I'm sorry to say you have to go answer it because you don't make it in the sack. You're a house boy. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. I or didn't hear he the sack part. Him. No, still, that's hilarious. You don't make it in the sack. You're a house boy. <laughs> Please allow us to save you time now with our segment, Should You Watch This Or, in which we tell you if we think you should watch this film or if you should do something else with your time. Sienna, what would you say? Do you have one? Yeah. Okay, you go first. No! No. No. If you would like to see something that is sort of a play. Okay. And sort of about a family of four, sort of dealing with the loss, perhaps in some way, of a child, you should watch a bootlegged version on YouTube, if you can find it, of Next to Normal, the Broadway <gasps> musical. It's very good. Some of the songs are very in my range. Oh. I enjoy it a lot. I saw it in high school, and Aaron Tveit was in it, and he, in the bootlegged version that I watched, it was so formative <laughs> of what my type now is. Just seeing the way that he had a towel on, I was like, oh, I learned a lot. Sienna, what would you say? That's excellent. I would say... Instead of watching the movie, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? One of the things I enjoyed a lot about this were just the monologues, which you can get in plays, <laughs> apparently. Um, yes. But I like when a character just sort of speaks from the heart. What I'm thinking of right now is, and oh, another thing where they drink a lot of alcohol, actually, is the show Love Life on HBO. That. They drink a lot in that show. <laughs> not my fault no stop hey, pointing at me which uh stood out to me stop also pointing that. at me in the way that you do when but you point out protestants there were a lot of characters talking about what they want in life and what they're looking for and you know uh, discussing things that affect all humans yeah um, i watched both seasons and it was a lovely little show mm -hmm. and there's some drama in there yeah. very well written so if you're looking for a new thing to watch that has some drama and a lot of drinking that's one for you but that's a lot more positive yeah all right, Liana. Mm. Well, how would you rate the film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Uh, Virginia you know. Woolf. Virginia Woolf. Yes. I will rate this film two, two truths out of five. Uh, I would give it two because I think everybody really was acting. Mm -hmm. They really were acting. Sometimes I didn't really think it was great or I didn't really care about it. But you, you can't say that those people were not acting with a capital A. And another one because, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? I didn't hate watching it. It yeah. was more I was so baffled yeah. the whole time. That's really it. Not, yeah. Not, not a deep rating for me this no, week. No, that's excellent. That's wonderful. How I think, about you? I think the best way is to go with one's heart. Yes. Which is why I'm giving it a 2.8 illusions yes. out of five. Yes. There are parts during it where I was like, I might give this a three because I'm just really, I'm not... I am enjoying the watching a play aspects of it. Mm -hmm. But then there were other times where I was like, I cannot give it all the way because yeah. I am very confused. <laughs> but if you really want to sit and think and see uh, Elizabeth Taylor give a great performance, then this is a, a good thing to watch. Mm. I'll probably watch it again someday and enjoy it. Wow. But uh, in very short, short yeah. bursts, you yeah. know. It was too long. It was really long. 
It was too long. That's it makes sense as a play. It's hard to sit down and just watch in your own home. Yeah. But I, it would be fun to see this as a play uh-huh. with like the best perfect casting with the best actors in the world with the best a- if you get the best actors in the world i bet then this could be great. i bet this could be really good <laughs> and that's plays that's why the words don't need to make sense because you have the best actors in the world saying them because it's a play thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of toss popcorn <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Patreon. We also have merch at our store, which is at the links in our social yes, media bios. We've over Christmas time added some new stuff. We've got new merch, baby. Check it out. And in this, the new year, assuming this is the new year. Oh my goodness. There will be a little treat for our patrons in vis-a-vis our merchandise. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And join us next week when we will be watching Unforgiven. <laughs> oh, I hope it's like Intolerance. <laughs> 1916. Don't Night- even tell me what year it is. Okay. I know. I knew you were going to. I really want but to. I don't want to know. But I'm not going to. Okay. Unforgiven. <laughs> You're never going to guess what year it is. <laughs> oh, thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Did you think Nick was hot? Nick, uh, he was certainly the hottest one there. (laughs) I think that was it. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.